Morning. Has everyone been staying cool, really hot week here in Alabama? We're glad that you're here if you're visiting with us. And this week we're talking about, we're closing out actually our series called The Secrets of Service. And we're closing this, this series out. And this month we've talked about a lot of things, right? We've talked about what serving uh, like Jesus would look like. We talked about what it would look like to serve one another. And then last week we, we got a glimpse of what it would look like um, to lead our families in service. And then this week, as we close out, we are talking about about the faces of service and what that would look like. And right now, I'm going to do something that they they teach us not to do. They uh, In Bible college, when you write a, a message, a sermon, uh, they kind of tell you, hey, don't start your sermon off with the closing. Like, you want to close with your closing, if that makes any sense. And so, I'm going to give you the ending of, of the sermon today. And and it's this: we are all the we are all the faces of 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 service. We all represent the faces of service in the kingdom of God, and that's that's kind of the gist and the direction that we're we're going today. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, you're good. No, I'm just kidding. No, not quite so much. We got we got some really fun things in store for you guys, actually. And and this morning, if you're a Christ follower, God calls all of us to serve. You know, last week I got back from the Christ and Youth Conference, and it's this incredible week you spend with teenagers, and, and they give a title for high school students and for anyone that serves in the kingdom. And they give them the title, and the title is this. They said, you're a kingdom worker. If you're, if you're serving in, in the kingdom of God, you're a kingdom worker. And so this morning, God calls all of us to be a kingdom worker. First Peter 4.10 says this, if you're taking notes, and I would really strongly recommend that you do, because we have some good stuff for you. First 10, or I'm sorry, First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, before we really start talking about service this morning, we need to look at what it looks like, what service is not. If that kind of makes some sense here. And so we're going to be talking about what service is not. Andy. Hey. Andy. Hey. Hey, I'm doing a sermon here. That's awesome. Hey, that looks really. I I was thinking about you this morning. I thought, you know what? I love to serve and I'm going to serve Andy. So I need you to just sit right here, buddy. For me? Um, Yeah. Right. It's okay. Come on. We only got an hour. That's true. I I went by and I made you these. Uh, wow, well, maybe is, I didn't make them, but I got you some, some coffee. Is, is there um, cream and sugar in No, really it's just water because I didn't want you to burn yourself <laughs> having coffee. <laughs> but, but here, go ahead and help. Oh, here, let me, wait, is this jelly? Yeah, that one should have some gel there. Keep that right there for your shirt. Oh, hang on. I got that there. Just, you let me serve yeah. you. You got a little lint on your shirt. Yeah, here. Well, um, I, I can have all these? I, yeah, all you, all you. you oh. know, I just love serving. I can't uh, help it. I love mm-hmm. to serve. You know, as a matter of fact, the other day somebody talked about how cold mm-hmm. it was in church. I uh, knitted this blanket, Andy. Well, <laughs> that's that's that, how I am with service. That's like I am. That's I'm impressive. Mr. Service. Yeah, yeah, I, love, you are. I love service so much. I was thinking about getting a new tattoo. Oh. Live to serve, serve to live. Did you check with me on that one? Did no, but with, she'll like it. Oh, she likes it. It's a good concept, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I help Joe with a Sunday school class with yeah. our young adults. Uh, you know, I'm always pulling weeds out here. You are. I yeah. mowed Larry's yard once. Oh. Actually, it was my yard, but I pretended it was Larry's yard. <laughs> I didn't want to go all the way over there. 
I just I oh, love wow. to serve. I can't this is help a, it. This is you, know, you do have a servant's heart. I, I do. do, and you know why? Because because when you serve, you are just like it's an inroad to heaven. It's like boom, drop the yeah. service mic. There yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm serving gonna, straight. It's like a fast lane to heaven because yeah. you serve. I'm going to have to put the brakes on that one. What? But I don't think that's what service is about. Oh, you have a better idea what I service do. is about? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to sit here and eat a donut yeah. while you tell us then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so this is awesome and this is great, but, but I got to tell you, this is the, one of the most misinterpreted ideas in all the church worldwide that we can get to heaven by working our way there. All these things are great and we're called to do things like that, but this is what Ephesians Chapter 2, verses 8 and 10, it says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which, he has, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. This morning you need to understand that there is no amount of good work to get you any closer to God or any closer to heaven. First and foremost, it requires your faith in Him. You have to have faith in God. He doesn't care that you teach Sunday school, I'm sorry, or that you may pamper the ministers, which we appreciate. Um, but pampering your ministers is not going to get you any closer to heaven. I'm truly sorry about that. We serve because of what He did for us. And what did He do for us? I think John 3.16 says it best. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God does not save us so we can sit, but so we can serve. And this morning we recognize that there are many people here at HEC that, that serve week in and week out. But this week um, we're actually going to invite Matthew Pittenger up here because we want to um, ask him a few questions about his service um, in the kingdom. Very good. <laughs> no, you go over there. This is my seat. All right. No, you have to stand up, actually. No, I have to stand. Yeah, you have to stand right here. Stand right there. Right there is where you belong. First off, Matt, what are you doing? Not behind me. All right, step up. Right here. How old are you? Uh, 20, supposedly. <laughs> what to tell me at any rate? His parents say he doesn't always act it, but we appreciate that. Now, you're in college, correct? Correct. All right, what year are you in college? Just finished my sophomore year. Sophomore year. So a typical day for you as a college student would basically be sleep till noon, get up, have a bowl of ramen, uh, have a one o'clock class, Pardon. and then come back and sleep until later that evening where you meet up with your friends and like go to a movie or something. Is that pretty basically, much how yeah. it works? Okay. Yeah. What? No, really. What's your day like? Um, no, actually, uh, kind of what the day looks like. Don't look like. at our notes because it doesn't say anything about uh, your day. Well, so. <laughs> you have to have your own answer here. I have to have my own answer. <laughs> you do this at college? What are they paying you for? <laughs> um, no, my day looks a uh, typical day. I'm, I'm working at an internship, and so I'm uh, doing the whole 40-hour work up? week. Uh, typically up around 6. A.M.? A.M., yeah. Yeah, you missed the mark by a couple That's hours. That's impressive. All right, so you're up at 6. You're at the internship job till when? Uh, usually leave around 6. P.M.? P.M. That's like 12-hour day. I know. Okay. Um, and so uh, then I usually kind of have a shorter Friday, and so I work do the whole 40-hour gig. Taking a summer class. Uh, so you're working 40 hours a week, and you're taking a summer class. And taking a summer class. Do you have a social life? People say no. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, no, kind of after I get off work, I um, ha- uh, head out, hang out with some friends. Okay. Uh, what are some of the ways that you've committed to serve here at HCC or even in the community? 
Um, so a lot, I do a lot with uh, Sunday school. We uh, teach junior hires. Um, they uh, roped me into it. So <laughs> thank you. Um, no, but really, we teach uh, Sunday school. Uh, teach Sunday school with the junior hires on Sundays. Uh, work with uh, Andy uh, with our youth on Sunday nights. Sunday night church as part of fusion program, and so and then just any odd odd and end jobs that uh, need it. I'll sometimes get called up. Are you involved in anything in the community outside of HCC? Um, yeah, we'll do uh, do a little there, whether it's just uh, mowing a lawn. Uh, if someone needs the lawn mowed, there's a gentleman that... 144 Kingswood Drive. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. no. um, All right, so you're 40 hours a week, plus you're taking college, some summer class, um, a little bit of social life, teaching Sunday school, helping out on Sunday evenings and Wednesdays with Fusion Youth, and then still helping out with people in the community. Is yeah, that correct? That's Have you ever done any mission work? You go on any mission trips or anything you can tell us about? Yeah, uh, I've gone on two, actually. Uh, first one I went uh, when I was uh, high school, left out to Ecuador uh, to help build a church uh, with a group down there. And so that was a week-long mission trip to Ecuador. And then I'm pretty sure it was my se- junior or senior year of high school, uh, after Hurricane Sandy came into New York, we uh, went up there to help kind of rebuild okay. church up there. All right, so internship, 40 hours a week, yep. college classes, um, and then a little bit of social time, but then community work and mission trips. You got it. And you guys thought college kids didn't do anything. <laughs> now, stay with us because there's a point to all this. Um, first of all, last, last question, sorry. Last question. What's your most favorite thing about serving? Actually, it's the second to last question. I second may have lied there. You yeah. lied to me. Favorite thing about serving? Um, it's really just pouring back out what was poured in to me. Okay. Um, had a bunch of people in my life, just all the all the way back from Sunday school teachers to ministers to youth ministers, uh, parents, sponsors, uh, pour into me and serve me as I grew up. And so they taught me that's what serving looks like is pouring into people. Awesome. And so now I have the chance uh, to pour back into others uh, and also carry out what Jesus taught us to do, which was to go and do likewise to wash others' feet. And so I uh, have the chance to do that now. Well done. What advice would you give somebody who maybe has a desire or, or thinks they want to go do some service or, or maybe a mission trip or get involved but thinks they're too busy? What would you tell them? After you've shared with us that you work 40 hours a week, take summer classes, have a social life, do community work, uh, did I miss anything? Oh, and go on mission trips. There you go. There you go. Uh, what would you say to someone who thinks maybe they're too busy to serve? Um, we all got the four, same 24 hours in a day. Um, and so it's really all about our, our priorities and about where we're going to put the time. And uh, did, I've, I've heard a lot of people say different things, uh, especially about movies. You know, we all go and see a movie, and we want our two hours back. Um, but I've never heard anyone say the same thing about service and about serving God. In his kingdom. I've never heard anyone say, I wish I had my hours back. Um, and well so said. find the time. We have it. You won't regret it. Good job. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. We appreciate it. Now, <laughs> the, hey, those were for Andy. Tell you what. Now, we realized, and we brought Matt up because he is busy, he's got a lot going on. But we also understand, too, that Matt is not the only face of service here at Huntsville Christian Church. We've been watching you. Yeah, we've seen what you're doing. And we want to share that with you right now in case you thought nobody was looking. Watch this.
Temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know Searching soul, and someone says, Send me here. I go. I know, I know, I know, I know. So we, go ahead, thank you. <laughs> we just want to say thank you for not being afraid to be one of the faces of service. And as we continue on, we're going to talk about someone else who led people through acts of service. Why did it seem like every shot of John in there, it looked like he was yelling at someone? <laughs> Is that how you I, get people to serve? That's how I teach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open up to the book of Joshua. We're going to be hanging out there for a little bit. And here's the thing. Joshua was an, an Old Testament pro- prophet. And, it, and he, is, he is, has said to be been one of the greatest leaders ever to have walked the earth, ever to have served. And I believe that there was a Hall of Fame. If there was a, a Hall of Fame for leaders, you'd see Joshua right up there within that within that group. He'd be one of the first per- people inducted into the, the leadership hall of fame, so to say. And so Joshua comes on the scene just after Moses dies. And if you know anything about, about Moses, um, you'll remember that, that he led the Israelites um, all the way up to almost the promised land. Moses didn't get 
the people into the promised land. He never got that opportunity. That um, that opportunity would have been would have been given to to Joshua. And and if you read the book of Joshua, you hear things over and over. And it says, Joshua, be strong and courageous. God is with you. And we kind of get that message over and over again. Like God has to say this to Joshua again and again. Joshua. Be strong and courageous. I'm, I'm with you. You've got this. And, and you kind of get this, this kind of idea that Joshua's a little bit nervous about taking on this huge task of leading people into the, into the promised land. And, and get, God reassures him over and over. But then, but then as you read through Joshua and you get toward the end of his life, this extraordinary ministry, uh, ministry that, that Joshua was tasked with, um, he gathers all the leaders of the tribes and he says some incredible things and it's in Joshua 22, 1-6. through 6. It says, Then Joshua summoned the Rebunites and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have done all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded and you have obeyed him in everything I commanded. I commanded. For a long time now, to this very day, you have not deserted your fellow Israelites, but you have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. Man, and I'm going to stop right there for a moment. Isn't that, I think that's such an incredible statement right there. It says, you have carried out the mission the Lord your God gave you. How would you like to get to the end of your life and God say that to you? Well done. You have carried out the mission that I have tasked you. I think that's just some, some of the most incredible scripture we read uh, in, in all of the Bible. I, I believe that should be all of our goals, right? We should, we should all strive for that goal to carry out the mission that God has given us, right? Um, you know, when I, was, when I was in the military, it was always our goal to complete the mission, right? You had one task or you had several tasks or whatever it is, but you always, were, you always had to make sure that you carried out the mission, that you completed that mission. And I believe as we read about Joshua, he is, he is a true military leader, right? And then continuing on, now that the Lord your God has given them rest as he's promised, return to your homes in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord God gave you on the other side of, of Jordan. So Joshua leaves the Joshua leaves the leaders of these tribes with with some final advice as we're continuing on. This is his, his, his last words of advice before they before they go on. He says, but be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord God, gave you, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience in Him, to keep His commandments, to hold fast to Him, and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Then Joshua blessed them, sent them, sent them away, and they went to their homes. Did you catch that last part? To hold fast and serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. That's what Joshua left them with. He said, you've done all this stuff, now go serve. Right? He doesn't leave them with, all right, you've done an awesome job, you just go home and hang out to the end of your days, and you just hang out and, and watch TV and stay on the couch, right? He doesn't say, go back home and be lazy and do nothing. Joshua tells them to serve. That's what he leaves them with. To go and serve. It's a message that Joshua says over and over and over as he closes out his ministry. 
It's a clear message um, that, is, that is read over and over throughout the Bible as well. Old Testament and in the New Testament. We read about it when we read about Jesus. The Apostle Paul was willing and did give his life because he was so adamant about honoring and serving God. Christ's followers are called to serve. And if you're going to make a commitment to serve, there are three things you need to know this morning. You need to know three things of, of what it looks like to have a servant's life. And I'm going to be really honest with you this morning. If you aren't willing to live this kind of life, I'm not sure you're ready to be a Christ follower. Because he commanded and demanded this kind of devotion. First thing you need to know this morning, we must be faithful. If you're going to serve God, you must be faithful. As Moses gets close to the, close to the promised land, he sends out 12 people to spy, to spy on the land, one of, them from each of the, one of them from each of the tribes of Israel. When the 12 return and report back to Moses, 10 of those people report back that the land was plentiful and full of life, except for one thing. It was occupied by strong and fierce warriors. The other two, there were two other ones, Joshua and Caleb, were not intimidated by the size of the warriors that occupied the land and the strength of their cities. In Numbers chapter 14, 7 through 10, it says this, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunim, um, Jephunim, who was among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelites' assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because he will devour them. Their protection is, their, their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Joshua and Caleb had faith that God was going to come through on what he had promised. Joshua and Caleb were faithful, and you must be too if you're going to go and serve. You must be faithful. Second thing, we may be asked to do some crazy things, things that don't make any sense to us. They're going to be crazy things. During his ministry, Joshua received orders about how we should occupy and just destroy the city of Jericho. They were, they were to encircle the city once every day for six days, and then on the seventh, and then on the seventh time circling around. After marching around the city seven times, the priests blew the trumpets, and the people shouted with a great shout. And after that, God calls the walls to tumble down. The the men of war scrambled across the debris and took the city. This is a crazy story, right? God called them to do some crazy things. It makes no sense, but you know what? Joshua did it anyway. Because he knew God was going to call on him to do some crazy things that made no sense at all. And maybe for you, maybe you have felt this crazy call in your life to serve. And, and you're sitting there and you know God's calling you to serve and you're like, God, is this really you talking to me? And you're thinking in your mind, this makes no sense at all, but I know you're calling on me. It, you know, maybe this morning God's calling you to say, uh, I need you to serve in children's ministry. I, I, need, I, need some help. I need some help at VBS and I'm calling you to do it. Maybe it's a mission trip opportunity. 
And, and maybe you're thinking, man, these calls are dangerous, right? You want me to leave my house and go and serve across, around the world and across the country? Uh, maybe God's calling you to work with middle schoolers. Whoa, and easy you, now. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, cra- that's crazy because, uh, man, we don't give our middle schooler, um, people that work with middle schoolers enough uh, credit, right? But that's crazy, right? Working with middle schoolers, <laughs> right? God may ask you to serve or lead in ways you've never imagined. Commit to follow God's will for your life, and he will make sense of those crazy requests, right? Third thing you need to know, if you're going to commit to a life of serving God, third thing you need to know, serving God will cost you something. It's going to cost you something. In his departing speech in one of the most well-known scriptures, Joshua says this in Joshua 24, 15, and I hope that you would memorize this scripture this week, and I hope that you would hide it in your heart, and I hope that you would put it, you know, tell everyone about it, and now it would be your, your family's slogan, so to say. Joshua 24, 15, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is saying here, I don't care what this world throws at me. I, I don't care if my friends laugh at me. I don't care if my own aunts and uncles and cousins laugh at me. Me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to do what it takes. He, Joshua understood that there was a high cost to serving. Serving God's going to cost you something. And probably not just your money, but it will probably cost you money. It will probably also cost you time and energy. It, it may even cost your summer break. And I know you're like, man, I just started summer break. I'm looking forward to, to vacation this year with my family, but it may cost you that. It may cost you a Saturday afternoon. It may cost you a Friday night. It may cost you a weekend. It's going to cost you something. That's just the nature of serving. It is said the act of service is, is the most difficult of all human actions. Maybe that's why Joshua made such a big deal about it at the end of, um, at the end of his ministry. And, and if you think about it, it actually makes complete sense that he would have said this. Isn't, isn't this the true character of God? We, we look at the life of Jesus, and he was all about serving others. I want to touch base with you real quick on Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. In this scripture, it uh, talks about humble service in the body of Christ, how we should serve one another, how we should serve others in our community. He says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, this is dangerous, you shouldn't walk downstairs and read. So in Christ, we, though many, Form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Now, what I want you to do right now is hold the hand of the person next to you. You might have to stretch to cover a gap in the seats. Figure it out. Get creative. Get your hands back. <laughs> go ahead. Listen, go, go back to that verse for me, please. 
So in Christ, we though many, and there are a lot of people in this room today, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Do you know what that means, Jr.? That you belong to me and I belong to you. Do you know what else that means? This is the part nobody likes, Tom. You know what it means? It means I get to be in your business. (laughs) Rick? Oh, yeah. We form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. It's about accountability. Me with you, Frank. You with me, Scott. Doing this together. One body. Are we all going to serve the same way? No. Are the faces of service at Huntsville Christian Church going to look the same way? No. Is everybody going to do the service the same way they should? No. Is it all going to happen right here in this community? No. But right now, right here, as Christians, we form one body, and each member belongs to one another. You and I have accountability. This is my cousin. He lives like seven hours away, but we still have accountability with each other. You know why? Because he's my brother in Christ. And Scripture says, each member belongs to all of the others. You guys can't get rid of me. You can't get rid of Andy. We belong to each other. Your business is our business. So when we talk to you about something, and you say, well, who do you think you are? (laughs) We're part of the body that belongs together, folks. The only way we can be the face of service in this community is how we are right now, united under Jesus Christ. Being a reflection of Him. Let's continue on with Romans. He says, we have different gifts according to the grace given. I didn't say let go of each other's hands. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I hardly got on to the next verse and you guys, you're like, oh! Somebody pass a bottle of Germex, quick! These people got colds. You can let go of each other's hands. Go ahead. We, <laughs> we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. I want to to stop on that one real quick. It's not that hard to serve. Not yet. I was going to give you another donut. Yeah, take that one. Here we go. Just (laughs) We're going to be on a diet now. Great. Here, (laughs) just pass these around. Yeah, pass that around. Serving's not hard. Look, he's serving Alex. You don't get all of them. You get one, and then you pass it. One, and then you pass it. See, that's how serving works. It's not hard to serve. Just thinking of someone before you think of yourself. There's nothing finer than a Dunkin' Donut munchkin, let me just tell you. Fresh made, that guy got up at like four in the morning, time to make the donuts. (laughs) Serving is not that hard. If it's teaching, if your gift is teaching, then teach. Don't hold back. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. Look, when we started this whole kind of growing illustration over here, I didn't know if people were going to write note cards to people or not. I just, you don't know what to expect when you do things like that. There are a lot of cards in that basket. Just for encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Verse 7 says, if it is serving, then serve. Matt said it already, the, the best example for us is in John chapter 13. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet and he said this to them, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger 
greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. He didn't say you'll be blessed if you, if you just stay in a small group of 12 and, and just take care of each other. He said, you'll be blessed if you do the things I've taught you. As Andy and I studied about outreach and service together, we decided we wanted to do something a little different this morning, we, as if we haven't done enough different. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is Family Sunday here, uh, in case you were wondering. So we, we always say anything could happen on Family Sunday at Huntsville Christian Church. We want to do something different. And we started thinking, what can we do to help the members and people of Huntsville Christian Church to continue to be the face of outreach and service in our communities. And I say communities because we're not all right here at 171 Indian Creek Road. Some of you are, are 10 miles away. Some of you are in different communities. Some of you are an hour away. Some of you are several hours away. But we're all still Christians. We're all still part of that body of Christ. We all can still go and serve and show outreach and love to the people in our communities. And so we thought, what can we do? And we put our heads together and we had a lot of coffee and prayer and then we fasted, mm-hmm. and we came up with these cards. We made service cards for you. How's it going to work, Andy? You have to pick the card that is most appropriate for your current situation. Okay. Right. And by that, what you need to understand is we have cards for everybody in the audience. All right? If you're part of our just older youth, we have a card for you. It's a certain color. There's a sign out in the foyer, and it's green. It'll be a green card and a green table. And you can grab that card, and it's something you can do as an act of service or outreach in our community. If you have, uh, maybe you're like Matt, and your parents kicked you out, so you had to go to college instead, (laughs) and you work hard, and you're thinking, what is this, just something I could do? There's a card for you. It's orange, okay? There's an orange card. Maybe you're a single person, and you're thinking, well, I live by my... Single is green. Oh, singles is green. Okay. And then... Just older youth is yellow. Just older youth is yellow. Okay. Single people are green. It's labeled out there. Hey, you know what? Read the signs. <laughs> you didn't tell them about the blue one. Uh, well, let me see the blue one. Are you sure? Well, yeah. Do, wait, but, you're going to open it? I might. Do you know what it means if you open it? What does it mean if I open it? You're committed to do it. All right, well, let me see it. You can't open it if you're not going to commit to I, it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. That's a little throwback to Johnny Carson right there. For, for all you young people... That was funny, okay? <laughs> here's, before I do this, here's what I want to tell you. This challenge is for everyone in the room, whether you're an individual, whether you're a visitor or a guest, if you're a member of the body of Christ, we are one, and I want you to grab one of these cards and take it with you and put it into action wherever it is that you live. We can't make you pick one up. We can't make you serve But we've been praying that our families, our young adults, our singles, our just older youth, our visitors, our guests, will all pick up a card on the way out today. But here's the warning. If you pick one up and you open it, you are committing to do whatever it says on this card. None of these cards are difficult, okay? But they will maybe bring you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I want you to understand something. Because of what Christ has done for us, what Christ has done for you, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His example of serving others, we should have a desire to serve. And so we thought, you know what? We think that people have a desire to serve, but sometimes they just don't know how or what or where they can get plugged in. So we made these little cards, and uh, 
this one, I'm going to jump ahead because this one is, is the blue card. It's for family. And this card I'm going to open. And my family and I, we're going to do whatever is on this card. Oh, it says, take the minister out for lunch. <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't say that, but that's pretty good. Uh, it's close, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says, attend the next church, church-wide work day as a family. Look in the bulletin, listen to announcements on Sunday morning to find out when the next one will be held. If you're wondering about that, there will be one coming up. Okay, But that's something that, that we'll do as a family. Uh, we, I opened it, they committed to it. It's how... <laughs> That's how you lead your family in service, man, right there. No, we will. We'll do it. We'll do it well. You know, we have, we've had a lot of fun with this. But the reality is, serving and outreach is not something that you have to do as a Christian. But because of what Christ has done for us, it's what we get to do. We get to go and serve somebody else. We get to go out these doors and be a reflection of Him. And our prayer has been that, that we'll be a good reflection of Him. As we come to our response time this morning, I want you to think about the things we've challenged you with from God's Word. I want you to remember John thirteen fifteen, As I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. That's what Jesus did. Jesus set the example. The way He lived His life. The way His life ended. The way He rose from the dead. And so the, the decision is for you to make. As we sing our response song, If you're here with your family, I want you to take this time as a family and decide how you will respond in service and outreach together. Decide as as we're having this time, as we sing this song, are you going to pick up a card? Are you going to stay? Are you going to step out of your comfort zone and and get a card and commit to whatever's on that card? Or are you going to choose to keep the good news of Jesus Christ to yourself? Either way, you've responded to what God's Word has said to you today. Will you stand and sing this response song with us and respond accordingly?